Now, the greatest story never told with Miles and Thrill. Oh, welcome once again to the greatest story never told podcast. We made it to 59 episodes. What a joke. What an incredible day. And uh, as we let you know, uh, you know, we, you know, we probably have a, a, a commercial sponsor for the podcast. But either way, we always invite you to be the unofficial greatest story never told uh, podcast sponsor. And we have a few submissions this week. All right. Yeah, lots of money going to our fine friends at the uh, local Fisher houses in the area. We get this one, says Ola Bicholas. I have multiple subjects I want to briefly go over. As far as the greatest story never told, I'd like to be an official sponsor of the Greatest Story Never Told podcast and uh, get this year started right with my $50 donation to the Fisher House. All right. And as far as the bottles, I'm really happy to hear that you guys are enjoying the bottles I brought with the glasses and the box that I uh, made for you. My one and only resolution for this year is to power through my anxiety and give you guys a call for the very first time. Uh, Included as proof of the donation. Thank you, Kurt, by the way, for not only the donation, but the bottles of liquor that you gave us for uh, Christmas (laughs) and Chinooka. Uh, we uh, we really enjoyed those. Matter well, of fact, I know you got them for us for Christmas, but uh, my bottle did not make it to Christmas. I think mine lasted about like three days afterward. I got four days. I got four days in, and uh, my wife was not pleased. But I said, "Look, first of all, it's for me, not you. Mm-hmm. It is a gift, and we're off. You know, if Christmas was on a Friday, we were off. What the Friday before that? Yes. Yeah. So I mean, that it had no chance. I mean, that right. bottle was empty but and Kurt, gone. And thank you, man. That was one of the best presents mine. I got. It really was. Oh, yeah. Without question. About halfway through mine. Uh, and what did you what did you take? You took what? The the Glenn Levitt. Oh, the 12 year. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, this one unofficial sponsor, Ola Gentleman, $100 to the JBLM Fisher House. Thank you guys for uh, all you do for them. Nice. The only thing I ask as a unofficial sponsor is that you also give a quick shout out to the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, 1 800 273 8255. That is 1 800 273 8255. These are tough times for all, and uh, mental health support is more important than ever. If you are struggling, there are many ways to help. Thanks, Bichola. Is that from Drew in Puyallup, who uh, gave 100 bucks? Nice. To our friends at the Fisher. That is excellent. Another man. unofficial sponsor there. So we got uh, Drew and uh, Kurt. Uh, another gentleman, big fan of the show and the podcast. Just want to let you guys know I made a donation to the Fisher House for $29.40 to become an unofficial official sponsor. Why such a specific amount? My husband shares a birthday with E. Ted Smith and thus never gets a birthday shout-out since you guys are on break. Uh, love you, honey. You rock. Thanks for putting up with my crap. That from Orifice. So $29.40. Uh, that is a beautiful name. There you go. That is uh, that's very cool. Why do you think the nickname's Orifice? Which Orifice in particular <laughs> do you think earned the nickname, front or back? Which, uh, well, could be more than that. I mean, it could be your mouth or your, your nostrils, but I don't feel like it is. Otherwise, right. you call people, what's going on, nostrils? When you say Orifice, I feel like you're really trying to take the PG version and say, she got a big butthole. Yeah. Or it's Orpheus. Sorry. <laughs> oh, never mind. Yeah. Hey, Orpheus. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. entirely different. Yeah. <laughs> Oh no! Today on the do uh, not do high school graduations. Orpheus Smith. <laughs> it's Orpheus. Goddamn it! Not tonight. <laughs> tonight he'll be Orpheus. Jesus. Orpheus. Now I feel bad for asking. <laughs> I apologize for insulting your butthole. No. I'm sure it's just a Orpheus. normal, normal butthole. Oh, no. <laughs> really clean. Usually clean. All right, uh, we're going to uh, devote this episode to uh, a little bit of football talk. Obviously, the Seahawks, uh, they, they made the playoffs. Unfortunately, their year did not continue, but they placed uh, they, they played a great season and played a pretty good defense there in the L.A. Rams. Uh, either way, uh, get you thinking. 
uh, as far as uh, the big game that's coming up, the Super Bowl and all that. Ravens are still in it as we record this. Mm-hmm. They're going to go play Buffalo, which is no easy task. That's a, that's a great team. and they got to put up a lot of points, blah, 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 blah. But many, many years ago, uh, the Ravens, uh, much like the Seahawks, did end up going to the Super Bowl. Uh, Seahawks have been a couple times. And uh, the biggest difference, I think, in our Super Bowl experience maybe compared to yours, is quite simply this. And we were talking about it the other day. You know, you bust your ass uh, as an NFL player. You have one goal as a team, as you would say, Steve. If that's not your goal, I don't even know why you're playing the game. My rule, if you didn't win the Super Bowl, you didn't have a successful season. It doesn't mean you weren't good. It's not that. But I would think as a player, my mindset is, if you did not win the Super Bowl, I'm not happy with the season. You know, it's, oh, God, you can't play the great Super Bowl. Right, but we lost. Sure. I'm, I'm not happy with it. If you didn't win at all, you didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, the Seahawks, in first time in franchise history, they get a chance to play in the Super Bowl. We're here for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went to a lot of the games. I believe we had season tickets that year. At that time, yeah. Yeah, we did. And, uh, you know, it was it was a big deal. Now, where was the Super Bowl played? Miami? Oh, no, Los no, Angeles? No. no. Scottsdale? Keep in mind, the Super Bowl is in February. So where do you want to go in early February? I mean, more than anywhere on earth, where do you want to be in early February? Detroit, Michigan. Detroit, Michigan. That that's right. right. That's right. Who I doesn't? Mean, even on the best of days. Congratulations. You don't want to be in Detroit. You're going to Detroit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean. No word spoken from any NFL player ever. Right. Congratulations. You're on your way to Detroit. Either way. Uh, we know the outcome of that. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers won uh, that Super Bowl. Now, on down the line, of course. One. Uh, yeah, I'd definitely throw some quotation marks on that. The, uh, the Seahawks win a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. They do win a Super Bowl. MetLife Stadium. That's right, which is in? New York. New York. In New Jersey. early February. Not that New York is a bad place to be by well, any no. stretch of the imagination. The weather's the same, but at least we said, look, if you have to go north for the Super Bowl, you're going to take New York City because there's things to do. Detroit is a terrifying mess, like in the best of times, and that's well known. But there's nothing to do in Detroit, and you're there in the wintertime. I just, I was like, but, that's but, the worst Super Bowl to but, go but to. But people don't understand what we deal with here in Seattle as far as the weather is concerned. It, most people will not take a vacation during the summer because the summers are so nice here that you just try to stick around and take advantage of everything you can, right? And it only lasts six weeks. So when we're in the middle of this gray and the rain and the darkness and everything else, Mm -hmm. you know, if you could get away, obviously in these COVID times, a little bit different, but if you could get away, you want to go someplace where it's sunny and warm. I mean, a lot of people take off for a weekend in in Arizona or head down to California. You just just don't want to go to Detroit. You don't want to go to New York, for that matter, based on the weather. But again, I would take, you go like, it's cold, but New York, you can get on the subway and stay warm. There are things to do. Detroit, it's like, well, the good news is if you get shot, the cold should slow the bleeding. Right. Okay. So either way, uh, when the Ravens go to the Super Bowl, thank God, the game is in New Orleans. Much different experience. Much, much different experience. I mean, and uh, and we, we watched the AFC Championship game in my place, and we'd already pulled up the tickets to the game. Right. They were there. We were waiting for this to go down. We could not believe it. They win the game. Do we buy these tickets? The answer is... Just hit enter. Enter, Just yes. hit enter. So we're going to do this. We hit the button. We have now purchased four tickets to the big game. We can't explain. You, know, you hit enter because you're happy your team's there. But then in that moment, you realize just how much money we have just spent. We it, spent about 2200 a ticket. About. 
Yeah, so you got four of these. And come on, right. you haven't booked a hotel yet or any of that. No. This is just the ticket to the game, and we both kind of looked at each other like, I feel this financially. This is going to be this a once-in-a-lifetime experience. That's and that's the kind of the way we looked at it, you know? Well, sure, you just you never know. And we did some shortcuts. You couldn't fly into New Orleans. It was just too pricey. It was So we flew into Biloxi, Mississippi. By the way, quick side note, this is one advantage. If, if your favorite NFL team is not in the city you live in and they go to the Super Bowl, it's cheaper to go, right? So if you were flying from Baltimore to New Orleans or San Francisco to New Orleans for that Super Bowl, they just jacked the price. It's like roses on Valentine's Day. They're worth a goddamn oh, yeah. dollar. But on Valentine's Day, now they're 15 bucks a piece, right? So we realize at least flying out of Seattle, we save money because we were the only four people from the city of Seattle who are flying to the Super Bowl. And when we Pretty talked much, to people yeah. from Baltimore, they were like, our tickets were like 1500 bucks." I'm like, I think we dropped maybe $400. So we stay in this yeah. uh, we stay in this casino in downtown Biloxi. We get there, we fly in. There's nobody really in the airport. No, you know, it's, it's Biloxi, it's, Mississippi. Yeah. We get to this, uh, to give you an idea, it's Biloxi, Mississippi. We get to, the, uh, get to the casino. The star attraction, the entertainment. Who could we see? Because it's a casino. They got shows, right? Who's coming in for the weekend? Larry the Cable Guy. Oh, God, yeah. that's right. Larry yeah. the Cable Guy. I mean, this, that's where we're But at. you got to understand, in Biloxi, Mississippi, Larry the Cable Guy is what the Dalai Lama is to Tibet. So, I mean, <laughs> right? Yeah. It's the same level of wisdom. These people are super. And there were posters everywhere. And look, I do think Larry the Cable Guy is funny. Make no doubt about that. I think he's a funny dude. It's just the reverence that they have for him. Biloxi reminds you that you're in Biloxi. It's yeah. just, we see him as a comedian. And Biloxi, he is he is a mystical being that can walk on water. Yes. So we uh, so we get to uh, the the casino. We decide we're going to go out for oysters. We hit this place downtown called the Half Moon Oyster Bar or something, something like, like that. that yeah. Either way, I can just tell you this: I would make a trip back to Biloxi, Mississippi, specifically to go and eat in this restaurant. That's that's not a joke. We sat down to the bar. We asked. We got like a dozen oysters, right? But and they handed us a menu. By the time we left, and this is not a lie, we ordered every single thing on their menu. Every, we were like, well, those were good. How about these? Those were good. How about these? I mean, all the way down to dessert. And then we tipped the hell out of them. They loved us. Yeah. They thought we were great. So uh, we're about 45 minutes away from the stadium. Uh, game day. We take off early. We're going to head down. Parking was not expensive. It, it really, it, it's hard to explain. Now, what, here's one of the advantages of a Super Bowl in New Orleans. And we were talking about this just as a guest point of view, right? So there's weather to take into account. So you can say, all right, well, Arizona or L.A. The problem with Arizona and L.A., those stadiums might as well be in a different state. You can't just have a good time and then walk over to the game. You can either pull into their parking lot and spend all day stuck in the NFL experience, but the NFL experience is not the same as hanging out in the French Quarter. In New Orleans and in Vegas now, right, their stadium's right off the strip, so you can party all day, walk up. New Orleans... We partied in the French Quarter. You walk up Canal Street, which is the main thoroughfare in New Orleans, and you're at the stadium. And we thought, there's no better experience. No. You don't, once you park your car, you don't need it again until you're going back to sure. your hotel. We made uh, one stop on the way there. I don't know if we needed gas or we needed to use the bathroom Food. at a McDonald's. Yeah. Uh, that, was, uh, that was one of the more interesting things that uh, we've ever been a part of before because this mom walks in with her kid. And the mom starts talking to people that she knows who either work there or are patrons. The Keep in mind, there's like 20 people there. None of them are at tables. They're all kind of ordering food, also kind of catching up on gossip with the people behind the counter. So we realize they all uh-huh. know each other. But this kid's just behind his mom the whole time going, Mama, Mama, Mommy, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. Because he's in a McDonald's smelling French fries, you know? 
And mom's just completely ignoring this kid. Oh, he didn't, didn't care. She didn't care. Yeah, she's got a uh, she's got leopard skin uh, pajama pants on. Mm-hmm. Tight <laughs> leopard skin. Flip flops. You know, she had one of the, the best asses you've oh ever my seen. God. But the face of a gargoyle. Picture Rudy Giuliani with Kim Kardashian's oh, ass. All right. No. Put that together. <laughs> yes. So, you know, you're standing behind her line. I'm like, all right, all right. She turned around and. <laughs> Yeah. It was a different experience. So we, 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 then we make it down the French Quarter. And I think one of the biggest surprising things to me is, is that not knowing what to expect, I expected two things. I expected Ravens fans and 49ers fans. Mm-hmm. That is not how the Super Bowl works. Not at all. The Super Bowl is a destination for a lot of people who will go every single year representing their team. There was every NFL jersey imaginable. Even Jacksonville. I'm not, like we were, I remember seeing the Jacksonville jersey because we pointed like, Oh my God! Because every t- he's right, man. It's like the UN of NFL football, which is actually pretty cool. Yeah, they just want a good game. So I mean, every stripe is there, and obviously there's a few more 49ers and a few more Ravens fans, but overwhelmingly it's we like football the, and we can go. The city of New Orleans is just built for this. It is perfect for this. There's live music. There is there's parties everywhere. I mean, you could not you you couldn't get a beer. Fast enough. I mean, it was just, I mean, everything yeah. was fine. It was amazing. You know, so we get, we start getting a little bit tipsy. We're, uh, we're warming up. Um, Which is good to save money. Yeah. Because yeah. once you get into the stadium, dude, yeah. the prices are. At some point in time, we end up in a bar and this guy's playing Purple Rain because it was kind of the Raven <laughs> song at the time. Yeah. We see this woman with an amazing ass. I try to take a picture. We both try to take a picture. Problem is, the flash went off. It kept going off like, uh, boom. Uh, Got to remember, uh, the bar was dark, and we're uh, trying to be subtle, all right? And she's uh, one of the waitresses. So it's like, hey, man, just sneak a picture. Like, no problem. And you press the little photo button on the phone. Right? It doesn't even make noise, but the whole goddamn bar lights up like yeah. there's a lightning strike. Yeah. And everyone sweeps their I'll tell, you, I'll tell you how magical of a day this it's is. It's so obvious what we did. I'll tell you how magical of a day this is, all right? There's this woman. She's got test tubes, right? And she's walking around. Then she puts the test tubes in her boob. Right. Boobs, you know, squeezes it. Then you do a shot, right? So she's walking around. My wife's like, go for it. Right. That's, that's like, all wow. you need to know. I'm like, yes. <laughs> so I go down there and get my face and some boobs and do a shot. We are feeling pretty fine. We oh, yeah. Drank a lot of tequila. We go to a club real quick, and then it's time to go. So we start walking down the street. And it's pretty cool, too, man, because, like, I've never had a golden ticket before. Like, what I think of when I think of, you know, like, just, like, the golden ticket. And the Super Bowl ticket itself is pretty sizable. And look, even though everyone laminate. has the same one, you feel pretty good about having right. it. Right. So, right, you're, it has, like, gold foil yes. on it. It is. I can't, like, if there was such a thing as a $1,000 bill, I can't <laughs> imagine having two of them in my pocket walking around. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like this thing where you're just like, you know, like, no one's taking this. Like, Willy Wonka. It's like, I got the ticket. But you you got to have that damn thing. You can't leave it anywhere. No. I mean, no, this no. is this is very important. There's people partying. There's pictures going on. It is just this huge parade down the French Quarter. It is wall-to-wall people. Yeah, it's a mass pilgrimage of NFL fans just walking toward the stadium. I mean, it was – it is awesome, man. It, it really it's, is. It's, it's an incredible experience. We walk up on the Superdome. It has been cleaned, I might okay. add, from Katrina because they had to fix – you know, uh, I think they washed the roof. and did They did. The, it, was, it was looking pretty ugly. Yeah, they, they did all the stuff to fix it up. So it's got this just this, this metallic glow to it. When you walk up and all the banners of the players are hanging off the thing, you know, and it's, you know, it's going to be a good game. It's Colin Kaepernick. The 49ers had a hell of a team uh, against the Ravens. Ravens, we we weren't exactly sure how they were going to do, but we had hope. Sure. They go in there with Joe Flacco. They end up winning the game at halftime. 
The power goes out because Beyonce blows the power to the facility. That's what the issue ended up being. So she would, it's Beyonce, all right, which I don't care about. And then a Destiny's Child reunion. But obviously she is a triple A-level mega superstar. So what Beyonce wants, Beyonce gets. And again, I'm not a fan of her music. I don't dislike, whatever. She's irrelevant to me. But she put on a good show as far as shows go. But we realize she sucked all the juice out. One quick note about the Superdome. I hope they've changed this by now. But traditionally, if you get up to get a beer in the middle of any sporting event, when you get out to the concessions, you start looking up at the TV to follow what's going on on the field. They didn't have any TVs or radios out there. No. It didn't occur to you until you're in line and you realize you're looking around. You don't know what's going on in the game. So in the time that me and Miles are out there trying to get a beer, we hear, ah. So I run to the tunnel, look down. I just see people in red jerseys with their hands up. So I go, man, look, I don't know what happened, but it was not a benefit to the Ravens. And maybe 30 seconds later, there's another, ah. Run back to the tunnel, everyone wearing purple. <laughs> what I found out later when I watched a rebroadcast, I want to say, I believe the 49ers had like some huge punt return or something like that. I mean, went deep into territory. That's why they were cheering. And then the Ravens got a turnover. And that's why our right, team. Right. But we didn't know that at the time. And until you watch it later, you just don't know. I yeah. mean, you have no idea. And that's a weird, like, hey, I'll, tell you else, I'll, tell, I'll tell you what else is weird. There's a lot of people walking around there that are, you know, like, they go to the Super Bowl that are to-do people. So when I get back to the hotel room, I'm looking at my Twitter account. And there's, I follow Kate Upton. I don't know why. I do. Anyway, uh, I realize she's taking a selfie. She's like five rows in front of her. Oh, that's right. You got to work to. I'm just like, she's got to be kidding she's me. She's here, man. I missed my chance. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, it was, it was nuts. So. The power blows at halftime, which gave us 45 more minutes to drink. Well, no. Which was great. Originally, now see, you don't know this if you're watching it on TV. When the power went out, there's about five to ten minutes. No one is quite sure what's going on, but obviously the game has stopped. The players are still trying to stretch on the field because they don't know how long it's going to last. And they make an announcement over the PA. And by the way, if you watch that game, we were on the opposite side of the blackout. So directly across from us had blacked out. We still had power. But they go on the PA, okay? And it's been like ten minutes we're not getting any updates. We're going to get the TV feed or anything, and you're just here. Uh, due to the power being out, we temporarily have to suspend beer sales. Now, you remember what happened at the White House last week? It was about to get like that. Seriously. <laughs> I'm not kidding. When they made that announcement, it's not just boo. There was some venom behind this boo, and I'm telling you, three minutes later, we decided to resume beer sales. You just have to have exact change. By the way, or these beers the are like 40 ounces. They're like big gold beers in yeah. New Orleans. But they're, when they told people, big ass beers. we're not selling beer, and you just got to sit here in the blackout. I mean, I thought these people were going to burn this yeah. place to the ground. And granted, I was one of them. But it did not take much time. They're like, yeah, we're right. going to go ahead and sell beer and, and, and keep the masses. So this is so much stable. more longer than the normal NFL Super Bowl halftime show, which already you know is a is long, long, arduous right. thing, right? This is even longer than that. The show, the Beyonce, if you like Beyonce, or Destiny's Child. They, I guess. I mean, it was they, fine. They did their thing. It, it was it was a Super Bowl halftime show. By the way, don't let off pyro in a dome. No, now it's When smoke. they left, I mean, like, we're all just sitting in, in a smoke. cloud. Like, in a oh, cloud. Jesus. You know, the ventilation system's just <laughs> gearing back up again. The power's out. Everything's out, right? So, the beginning of the first, uh, third quarter. second half, yeah. Well, uh, Ravens run one back in a cloud. Like Jacoby Jones, I believe it was? I believe it was, yeah. He takes one back to the house in a cloud. Like, even you, you had a hard time seeing what was going on. You're, you couldn't. You just saw that action indoors. kept happening. We didn't really, like, see him score the touchdown as much as you can kind of see feet keep moving down the field. <laughs> so mm-hmm. the indication yeah. is he's having – and then you realize, oh, 
I think we got a touchdown. Right. And you know this from being Seahawks fans if, if you were if you were following the 49ers. And I, I don't think that I've ever seen anybody explode out of a cannon like Colin Kaepernick. When he started running a couple times, you were just you were mesmerized, like, I can't believe that guy went from zero to sixty. In like two seconds. It's one thing to it see it on TV. It was amazing. It was amazing to watch. But how yeah, fast see in person, we were like, Uh-oh. "Oh my god!" And like, they damn near won the game, and we were yeah. like, they, "They're going to have to shoot them." Right. Uh, I mean, sir, because we're not stopping them, so we got to hurt them or something. Yeah. But uh, once in a lifetime trip, and uh, and I would highly recommend if you ever get the opportunity, even just to go and being the same city as the Super Bowl. Sure. Whether uh, your team's yeah, in it or it not, it doesn't matter. If you can get a ticket, great. If not, don't worry about it. There's plenty of stuff to do. Uh, it is a it's a great time. Fortunately, based on the financial ramifications of this past year, this year going in, uh, even if the Ravens, for some reason, make it to that game, probably not going to go based on the fact that the limited amount of fans and the fact that we have to quarantine for two weeks when we get back here. That's the pro- I got to hook up with my brother. And keep in mind, the hookup is not like you get a discount. I'll just have the opportunity to buy a ticket, right? So I could go. I have friends that live in Tampa. I could stay for free. It would just be the cost of I could of stay in my dad's house. The problem is uh, when I get back, win or lose, if the Ravens were to go, win or lose, i got to quarantine and not be at work for two weeks. And I'm like, God damn it. So you know what that tells me? That's why I have faith that the Ravens are going to the Super Bowl. Too. <laughs> because I have, this would be the cheapest opportunity for me to go, but it won't happen. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it, uh, it, was, uh, it was a great trip. All right, there you go. There's episode number 59 of The Greatest Story Never Told. You've been listening to The Greatest Story Never Told with Miles and Thrill on Radio.com. Oh, man. A Double Flush production.